0: Just a few fellas on a podcast, ripping in the pitch and jokes and sharing some laughs. Or a Rob Lyons, the better drug, a Jerry Berenstein. Yeah. Ooh, they want to know if it's something, if it's anything. Often featuring Lita Corbin. I was going to make fun of Rob's hair.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: you go ahead. We're recording. That's oh, the most okay. important Go thing, Brett. So.
0: <laughs> oh, Rob, you feel like you're going to tell me uh, about DMT or ayahuasca or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rob, uh, you look exactly like the guy who asked if he could pray for you while you were wearing those pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You look like you're going to tell my wife that you um, teach a tantric sex class <laughs> while just ignoring me, and and also you're the server.
2: Actually, my astral body is having sex with all of your wives right now. Ooh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really wild. I'm a douchebag, and I'm in
3: touch with my. Uh, my there was yourself. a there was a kid that I went to grade school with who grew up in the same neighborhood as me in Los Angeles, and. The neighbor that I grew up in was relatively affluent. It was called Brentwood. It's the reason why we live so close to O.J. Simpson. Like, it was a nice place to live. So then, cut to the early 2000s. You know, we're all on Facebook. It's like a relatively new thing. Everyone's on there checking in and everything. And this dude that I went to grade school with friends me... And he has gone full on meditation guru living in Thailand, you know, like hair down to here. And this is just like a, you know, basically a preppy kid. But the thing that I always thought was so funny about it was everything he wrote was about like, you know, Uh, we're all connected to the energies of the universe and it's so important to just get out in nature and realign your chakras and stuff and i'd be i wanted to be like you're on facebook (laughs) (laughs) what you're doing right now is facebook and then i uh i think i unfriended him because i thought it was annoying but if he's watching you're you're all right with me buddy (laughs) keep it keep it going Jared's still
0: playing the cool kid in getting
3: uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. bikes. <laughs> I have been editing that episode like a little bit every day because it's four hours long. And so, yeah, yeah. And, Cole Donovan, that's just in there right now. <laughs> man.
2: You know what's funny, Jared, and you could uh, uh, tell me if I'm way off base here, but sometimes I see people's personality almost like a, like a chosen personality. Sometimes like if someone does a lot of yoga and, and they really talk about it and preach it, it's because, at least in part, they had a life that was very stressed. They're they're trying to go to the other side of their natural inclinations. Okay, and so they're like I'm like yeah, of course you're in yoga. You need it. Like if you mm-hmm. didn't have this, you might whatever. And so I like every once in a while when I see you be super like chill about something, I perceive it as deep down you're like. I want to fucking murder this guy. I hate, I hate him so much. <laughs> everything about every Republican.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so then what comes off to the world is like you do you, man. You know yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's, right. that's that's so cool, man. That's what it's all about. Just life, just you know, live and let be. Rob,
1: but there's
3: like a childhood and adolescence of just pure like unadulterated receiving. rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, I mean, there's a kernel of truth there. I would say that as funny as that is, it's a a little off kilter but sure. i did have some rage issues when i was about like seventh or eighth grade i would say but a lot of that was connected to you know like the only way that i could express childhood trauma and uh, the issues that i had with certain members of my family
1: but yeah so Mom?
3: it's in there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she's probably a real yeah, nightmare when you're in eighth bitch. grade <laughs> yeah what's in that fanny pack <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, that's a great
3: Brett knows that story. Rob, do you know that story? I don't think I know. I think fanny you pack you story. told the
0: story on the I thought
3: podcast. I did tell the story on this podcast. Yeah, well, uh,
2: then I know it. It's super close cool. very funny.
3: I was trying to sneak <laughs> I was trying to sneak softcore <laughs> pornography out of the house in a fanny pack. <laughs> and my mom caught me and I it, it probably put like decades of sexual shame into my brain just like the way that mom was like what are you taking outside of your fanny pack
1: <laughs> to,
0: to this day jared can't use a fanny pack when having sex that's it's, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad he can't just start crying that. yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> you know like you, the best
3: thing about you know like being a girl <laughs> going back to your apartments, you know and you're like are we uh you take out the fanny pack and she's like oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> clip that shit on it's so clip, hot clip <laughs> i can't do uh, that did
2: you did you ever wear a fanny pack before you
3: tried yes. this move yeah yeah which which is another thing that i'm endlessly embarrassed about you know that it was just like a regular <laughs> but thing, normally you know?
0: he wore the fanny pack like this <laughs> when there was softcore pornography in there he wore the fanny pack like this <laughs> <laughs>
3: normally i'd be like you go, normally I'd be like see you later mom I'm going outside my fanny pack and that time i was like see you later mom I'm going outside my fanny pack. Mm-hmm. uh what's going on how you guys been i have a very specific question for brett oh okay brett i want to hear it you had your uh first headlining gig at a club yeah at
0: a nice comedy club it was Woo-hoo. really cool uh went really well it was it you know not as many people were out it was it was like uh, sleeting and raining all day mm. and snowing and stuff but we still got a good 18 people out um and it was it was great you know my dad came with a couple of his friends oh, cool. um it was he he was like so excited he was like you've grown so much as a comedian which oh, kind cool. of felt like a backhanded compliment i was like you, but you were proud of me last time right <laughs> <laughs> no no uh, you don't understand i knew you when you were a baby <laughs> you,
1: you, you used to be able to talk or walk
2: or anything <laughs> So your dad can say that his memory to... of yeah, you yeah. as a
3: comedian is like the first joke you told when you were like six and you were like, what <laughs> did the, um, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was me to a T when I was six. Very, very, I gave up very easily.
2: <laughs> I have a home video of me telling a joke when I was maybe not six, but I was probably eight. It is on Thanksgiving, and I am making fun of my mother for being drunk on Thanksgiving. And I'm telling my dad, and I go, hey, dad, I bet when mom goes to the liquor store, the guy's like, hi, Linda, my favorite customer. <laughs> oh
3: my god. And that's then he's like, ah, oh, that's, that's great. great. Right? <laughs> that's, a really good, that's a great bit. And a good burn, too. Yeah. Like solid burn. Comedy Central Robin. roasts on the phone, like, you're,
1: you're <laughs> who mom. is this kid?
3: Ah! If that what do you think an, about Bob Saget?
0: <laughs> the, the closing moment of Zen at, at your one man show, then I'll be very upset. <laughs>
2: I should bring the clip it if I have it. I'll show you guys at another
1: mm. episode.
0: That's incredible. Um, uh, so yeah, it went really, really well. You know, of course, I'm like, oh, I you know, I dipped there. Or they got tired there. I should have put that stuff. Should have put more time prepping in it. I'm always um, confused on how I should structure my set for a, a longer set when I'm doing 45 minutes or more because my jokes are so short. I, I normally chunk them together in terms of similar subject, but I think a bit, for a crescendo, I want more of like an incline in terms of strength of joke and I and I know the strength of these jokes and how likely they are to get a huge hit so I wanted to work on memorizing basically I put all of my jokes into a spreadsheet and numbered their strength and then and then that sounds funny And I wanted to memorize it, but it was just so hard because my jerk was so short that I was like, ah, I'm just going to have to do my regular 45 minutes. And it it, it, was, it was really well. It went really well. But I was, of course, I'm like very critical of it until mm-hmm. uh, the head waitress came up to me, Jackie. And she was just like so sweet. She was like, you Crushed it, and I really, really mean that. Like, I texted Dino that you crushed it, the owner Aww. of the club, and uh and I got a text from him that said, "I heard you crushed it. I'm proud of you." uh Aww, It was it so great. felt felt great. It was like
2: that's so nice. I, love I couldn't that.
0: couldn't have gone better. I mean, it could that's have gone great. better, but of course, that's just the perfectionist. That <laughs> is the litter robot. Ah, um, somebody it took is a poop. Cycling. Yep, <laughs> and it was.
2: Was it Leedy? that where she's not here? Oh, errands, huh?
3: Yeah. All right, we're streaming uh, at noon today, and she's over the litter box like, ah, I'm not going to be done. It's yet. <laughs> she's tested out the new box. She's like, it works.
1: <laughs> Scoops it up all on its own.
2: Uh, I want to just point out to the audience right now that Brett has most certainly headlined many, many shows. This was just a a. A milestone that this was at a, a comedy club specifically. I've opened for Brett before, and he's certainly crushed and held an audience's, oh, you know, rapt bad. attention for 45 minutes and done really, really well. Uh, this was just a, a fun thing because it was like, oh, this is a structured comedy club where he doesn't have to set up his own show at like a winery or a brewery or something like that, which is shows that I have certainly engaged and headlined in. We've all done these do-it-yourself comedy shows, which are fun in their own way, but it's just nice to show up and have everything taken care of for you. And all you have to do is just focus on your set and entertaining people that night. That's kind of nice.
0: Absolutely. Instead of like, Hey, here comes your headliner. It's the guy who was setting up chairs, the guy who <laughs>
3: uh, asked to see your tickets on the way in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're in this age where the potential that you can just do it yourself and make your own career and make your own TV show and put it on YouTube and have it be successful. It's a very real possibility, but that doesn't take away the effect that these sort of establishments and gatekeepers still have on the entertainment industry, and for just a club, a, a stand-up comedy club, to reach out and say, "You, we want you, we like you," it still mm-hmm. means a lot. At least yeah. to me, it does. You know, absolutely,
0: it, it does to me as well. I, I mean, and that's why it was such a big deal for me and such a benchmark. But specifically because I have had comedy clubs do that and then not book me. Uh, where I haven't <laughs> been even trying I'm just like you know I'm not going to feel rejected if I don't ask to headline your club but if you come to me and say will you headline my, my club and I'm like sure and then I send you in my availability and then you don't I'm just like well now I just feel negged you know now I just feel <laughs> worse about something I didn't, even necessarily wasn't trying to get yet right. Uh uh,
2: and so now I'm th- sexually attracted to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: will you bang me, please?
3: Um, <laughs> I'll suck your dick. I, just, I uh, it's funny because I have the opposite thing where I do you know like feature spots and then the owner comes up and he's like you fucking sucked, man, but then he books me for like five weekends, you know. <laughs> that's a bit that's all made up that's not true audience <laughs> that's great man i'm proud of you i'm really excited oh, that, that it happens.
0: thank you guys i appreciate <laughs> it yeah it was, it was cool and uh, i'll be back there may 4th i'll be headlining opening? again
3: it was a, it was a roast is that you opening
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh actually i was headlining may 4th and may 5th and then vic dibattetto who's like had a huge following mm. was like yes dino like would it be all right if i actually headline on that Thursday. I got, you know, I, I need a date and stuff like that. And I love Vic. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, I'd actually rather headline and then open for a huge sold out crowd. <laughs> yeah. <it's fun. laughs> like that's totally fine with me. I don't. Totally, yeah. Okay. Same <laughs> amount of money. Sure. Great. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Yeah. You know, I was like, there was a guy, I forgot even who it was, but I was watching this person headline and it was, I was very actively engaged in that same thought process that you were bred of like, how do we structure this exactly? Like what would be the best way to order this 45 minutes? And I watched him and he went up there and for the first just five, at least straight minutes, it was like really crusher material. It was just getting the crowd into a fever pitch. And it was almost like this proof that I can do that when I want to. And then after those like first five to eight minutes, then he like completely cooled off, got the audience back down to like practically a zero. And then he like... Took a sip of his drink, chilled out, and then just kind of got into the pocket that way. And I was really, I was like, I was very really charmed by that approach because I thought, yeah, you know what? That's kind of cool. The audience, like, whoa! They just kind of got punched in the face with like a like a really hard hitting set for a bit. And then it's just like I trust you. I know what you're capable of. And then he just was like able to do whatever he wanted. He did crowd work. He mm-hmm. told longer stories. And then he ultimately structured it so that by time the end again, he had some bit of like momentum. Like it was fascinating how much he took the pressure off to be funny or be consistent. He's like, no, that's uh, that's in me, and you got it. And then he really gave himself. He bought himself like 25 minutes worth of, he could do a lot of, not bad, but he could just change the pacing
3: up. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's very, very, very cool. Ah, cool. 100%. So, yeah. I went to go see one of Hannibal Burris's tapings. And as funny mm-hmm. and amazing as I think Hannibal Burris is, he had this dip in the middle of his set where he was still, he was trying to keep up the pace that he had set with his opening. Mm. And it was just the audience just started like losing steam because there's like we just can't keep on laughing like that right. for the rest of this thing. And then, you know, he had like a really good closer and everything and got everybody back. But I remember sitting there and thinking like, oh, yeah, you're going to need something in the middle there. If I ever get to a place where I can headline, you're going to need to have like a little cool off period, like somewhere in the middle there. OK, interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's big, especially with 45 minutes. You realize you're like and pay close attention when I'm paying close attention to headliners. and I'm going, yeah, you're right. 45 minutes. So straight laughter seems almost absurd to do so you almost you're creating your own lulls Mm. and you're you're defining what a lull is even for you that was something that was kind of cool and then like some of the most fun i had during certain headlining sets was like was having something happen in the audience um and then recognizing that i am at no risk of not getting material in i am at no risk i'm like i can go ahead and just take this little journey go ahead interact with the crowd have a little moment that's unique to the night and then like very easily come back in because my brain was so set on like eight minute ten minute set 15 minute thing and i'm like shut up shut up i gotta do a thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but with like the hour you're like i don't have to get back to this joke right away right i can do whatever i want and the crowd's just like wow it 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 shows that like he's so comfortable on stage he just is allowing this thing to happen then he just kind of casually comes back into this and wrecking like embracing the silence which is uh, you know maybe a, a clear at this point but it's such a it's such a hard thing to do where you're like mm. oh yeah i can <laughs> especially in an hour set like they they can not only can they they need lulls to just like take a breath for a second you know take a drink even go to the bathroom allow all that shit to happen it's kind of it's kind of a cool wait go to the
0: bathroom adjustment. in the middle of your set
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I will say the the other the other end of doing those do it yourself shows of like I'm greeting you I'm also the headliner and was that I had total control like I could be like there were, there were several times where like. You know, there's no bounce or anything. Somebody is talking, and I go, "Hey, do you stop doing that? It's distracting." And then I go, "Hey, I asked you before. If you don't stop, I'm gonna have to kick you out." And then uh, third time, being like, "Okay, everybody, we're taking a five minute intermission." And then I walk over to the table and be like, "Hey, you guys got to go." Whoa, and then they, awesome. if you walk up to their table and stop the show, like if you try to tell people to go in the middle of like where they feel like you're stuck up there, and then they have the power mm, and they, yeah. they're defensive then they're really resistant. They, it'll be a fight and it'll make the show awkward. But if you just stop the show and walk up to their table and uh, put the confrontation there, they're like, okay, we'll go. Like every time uh, they would oh, just leave. Okay. And then I would be like, all right, uh, all right, we're starting back up again. And then I would just continue the show. <laughs> um, or I would, at the end <laughs> wow. of the show, I'd do like maybe 35, 40 minutes. And then and then I'd be like, you guys want uh, some new jokes or you want me to just finish Strongy the, the, the classics? And they would be like... Every time, like do jokes. I'm like, all right, take out my all phone, right. just be like so casual <laughs> about simple. it with no concern of like, am I looking unprofessional or something like that? I'm like, I took your tickets. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm professional in a different sense. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's true, and that's so funny that 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 is where your comfort lies because that. I'm sure for a lot of comics it's so much harder to get into that comfort zone where you're like I'm going to do new material I'm going to kick people out personally (laughs) like that is a level that I'm sure many professional comics are like I would never
3: want to do that I'm going to stop the show and hit on this girl for a little bit (laughs)
2: five
3: minute intermission everybody
0: (laughs) all right uh, actually it's going pretty well show's (laughs) over
2: (laughs) it didn't go well at all she is gone now
0: Mm
1: -hmm. did I say five
3: minutes I meant a minute and 30 seconds all right
1: All right. Let's
3: go back to it. Well, proud yeah. of you, buddy. That's awesome. Thanks,
0: thank you, guys. What's going on with you? Any anything new?
3: Ooh, boy, howdy. Do I got stuff for you guys?
0: Ooh, I can't Oh wait to boy, hear I. I was asking Rob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not true because we don't ask Rob how he's doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, he got me. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't realize that my brother watches any of this podcast. I had that same experience. (laughs) And I don't know if he just selectively chose one thing to to mention, just to be like, ah, you see, whatever, like... (laughs) whatever you know something you might do to a girl be like oh that's kind of like your butterfly clip you oh, wear in your right. hair and I'm like oh my god this
1: is, this is, i do wear the butterfly clip you um, know i'm gonna okay. fuck him in the public bathroom <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we get women on this podcast we, we should know how it is. works
3: <laughs> rob we <laughs> agree that we wouldn't tell anybody the close second place finisher for what we're going to title this podcast we get
1: women <laughs> welcome to
3: we get women Rob.
2: anyway my brother said he was it was like in the, in the middle of a text it was in the middle of a group text he's like he's like well it's almost like how you know you don't like you know you don't like when like jared asks you like how your day was or whatever you just want to come naturally i was like you, you paid attention i was like you know that fact about that that's so
3: funny and I'm he like knows my right. name.
0: <laughs> Weirdly enough, my the, the fact that my brother dropped that, where I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I guess you are watching this." Is he he went he went? How often is Rob in Vegas? <laughs> oh, that's. He's so like funny. there's like five episodes in a row where
3: Rob's in Vegas. <laughs> that's really what time I thought I saw a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Rah, Brett's brother knows your name. That's so that cool. <laughs>
1: That's really awesome.
3: All right. So, here's my thing, guys. So, I don't know if you remember from a couple episodes ago, I announced that I had done a potency break because I had discovered mm. that I was taking like a whole bunch of weed and not having the effects that I thought based on the milligram usage. You know, this one weekend I took 55 milligrams and it really didn't hit me that hard. And I was like, man, oh man, wow. I think I need to take a break. I have discovered. That I did not need to take that potency break. The capsules that I was using had just expired. Oh. I know. One day I was like, How did you figure that out? These are very, very old, these capsules. What would happen is Kirsten would go to the West Coast, she'd bring up back a whole bunch. And then we would just, you know, have them, enjoy them, whatever. And then I would go on a trip. I would pick up something. And then I would just use that until that ran out and then go back to the old stuff. And then go on another trip and pick something up and then use that and then go back to the old stuff. Until finally I was like... This is the old stuff. This, What I'm referring to as the old stuff is old. And I was like, ah. I'm pretty sure if you just leave weed capsules around, even though, you know, they're in the dark and they're in a plastic bag or anything, they lose potency over time.
0: It's true. And with most most drugs, actually. Yeah. Um, I remember that with when I was addicted to, to painkillers is like if you got really if you found some really old painkillers, they were not going to be as as effective. Um, So, but I do like to imagine that, that somebody is like, I don't, I don't have a problem.
1: It's just, I
0: think these are spoiled. This is spoiled heroin. Smell it. Smell it. It It's not bad.
2: (laughs) I got this like last week.
3: (laughs) He just gave it to you. It's like, no man, this is fresh. I, I, Wait, I, were you refrigerated this or what i just made it man this is a fresh batch, <laughs> batch of heroin
2: here you know the scientific part of my brain says you know how did you confirm this like did you now take more recent drugs
3: and go oh boy daddy's back at the fair did
1: that happen <laughs> to you
3: that is not what happened but oh, i really no. took old data and sort of like recalibrated it which i which i was like Before I thought I needed a potency break, I was taking 10 milligrams that I had just gotten from San Francisco and was like a very happy camper on 10 milligrams. And now I'm taking 55 and it's barely hitting me at all. You know, I was like, something's (laughs) rotten in Denmark here. And all similarly, I made a batch of uh, weed brownies and those were knocking me out uh, the way Mm. that they're supposed to, you know? So I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure based on that data and the fact of of how long we've had these capsules for, I'm confident, but, you know, if we're going to be good scientists, I do still need to test my hypothesis a little bit more.
0: I always freeze my edibles.
3: Freezing is a good thing to do. We have not. And...
0: (laughs) I was like, oh, Jared's going to say something that makes me feel really really dumb. Like, he knows something about how freezing, you
2: know, works. Yeah, I I, (laughs) I was expecting the same thing. I was like, oh, let's hear Professor Jared talk
3: about (laughs) what happens when you freeze weed.
0: Uh,
2: What
3: Well, while freezing is good for edibles, I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. Freezing
0: wouldn't actually work for us because we haven't done it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we were on our way to the movies and I told Kirsten this theory. And she was like, I don't think we capsules go bad. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they do go bad. And, and I was like, you know what? You know, neither of us are scientists. So I think we can just have to agree to disagree on this. She was like, no, we should look it up. And I looked it up and it was like, so they start losing efficacy in like 90 days, like something ridiculous. And we've had these for mm. a while. And they recommend storing them in the freezer or in the fridge. So I was like, all right, mystery solved. Just yeah. Like, uh, you got to freeze those eggs. Just like you got to freeze those eggs. If you are looking to freeze your eggs, yeah, if you're a lady <laughs> and you're not sure if you want kids or not, <clears throat> so that's the right. more you know. Or if your eggs are just like way too warm, you know what I mean. Just keep, keep them on nice. <laughs> Put them on, Put them in the fridge there. So that's number one. Number two that I got for you guys is I am always coming up with a new theory as to why I still have relatively bad reflux. And, you know, it goes through up and downs, up and downs where I'm like, ah, it's a lot better this week. Ah, It's not as good this week. What did I change? What do I need to change? And the last thing that I did was I made my meals like a lot smaller. And I was like, and it made me feel so good. I had the longest stretch of I feel close to normal that I have in a very long time. I got very emotional about it, too. But then it happened again. And I was like, shit. And the one thing that I changed. Was I went back to trying to do a vegan diet. I switched my chicken to tofu and I just sort of like all came rushing back. And so I'm like now I'm like, oh, maybe I have like a soy allergy or something. So the tofu is gone. I'm back on chicken. I'm back on small meals. And now we're like back in the cycle of like, OK, let's see if we can figure this out. You know, starting from scratch again.
0: Wow. Yeah, when I'm you wrong. were really mm-hmm. emotional, was Kirsten like, what's wrong? And you were like, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> literally nothing for the first time
3: <laughs> nothing's wrong it's amazing I feel terrible <laughs> that's not that far off from what happened oh man we were just talking about it and oh, she Garrett. was like you know are you excited about like going out to restaurants again and not just eating the same three meals every single fucking day and I was like I am I really
0: am you know? <laughs> yeah oh,
3: Garrett. right now I'm in the middle of a, sort of a tapering episode like I had a bad I had a bad episode on Wednesday and then it usually takes a couple days to heal and so this is where we'll find out like tomorrow or the next day if I don't have symptoms again if I'm back on the right track. So, Wait, so I,
2: I, I, I may have missed a m- moment. When
3: you went back to the tofu, that was good for you or that was bad for you? That was bad. That, that was, was bad. bad. I had a great week and I was like, alright, maybe I can go back to being a vegan. That sounds like <clears throat> something great, you know? Oh, so the only I thing I did was I substituted chicken for tofu and I started having like really bad episodes again.
0: But how will you, if you have to give up <laughs> tofu, how will you be such a soy boy? <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's true. I'm hoping that just my political opinions will make me count as a soy boy. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Which, here's a fun fact. If you are a soy boy, but you eat meat, you still have a reduced carbon footprint, you know, just by virtue of your opinions being so that's very interesting. You
1: know what I mean?
2: Well, now you're back to chicken. So he went from cut to cluck,
3: everybody.
0: Hey! (laughs)
2: Rob Ryan. It's back
3: to chicken. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Comedy Central, roasts on the for Comedy Rob Central Ryan Roast. Time.
2: Back to the chicken. <laughs> Remember
3: he, that kid that was so hot with his alcoholic mom? He's back.
1: Listen to this. <laughs> that's
2: how, that's how uh, uh, Jarrett travels back to the chicken. He uses the
3: reflux capacitor. That's hey. Not- <laughs> I am less entertained by that as I am impressed because that was like, that was like <laughs> All three these callbacks little... mixed together, you know?
0: You're on fire.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Much like the, the tire tracks would be behind you if you went 88 miles per hour with a flux capacitor. <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't know if you guys know, but Kristen Key, uh, she has a podcast where she, you know, just, you just talk about one thing, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, and my thing was Back to the Future. And we got through, like, practically nothing in the podcast because the first question i like lodged into like an hour long monologue and then she was like well time to go
0: well this is part one of our four
3: part episode i guess uh. i was like oh wow i can talk about back to the future for quite a while. all right so we've gotten to the part where the opening credits are done We haven't even seen Marty McFly's face yet. All we've seen is him going around turning dials. Actually, half the
2: episode was me detailing a Twitter argument I was having with someone who I felt got the mechanics of time travel totally incorrect about Back to the Future. And I I just, it took me forever to explain. I'm like, this is why he's wrong. This is
0: why. Uh, Rob, anything. Any uh, tickets on your button?
3: Anything uh, grinding your gears? <laughs> anything grinding my gears? Is that button lately? hot? You got to freeze it with your eggs? <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm
2: good. Yeah, everything's been good uh, lately. I can, right. If anything naturally comes up, I'll let you know.
0: Does putting your hair in a bun make you cooler or hotter? Temperature-wise,
2: cooler. Temperature-wise, I meant. Oh, yeah. I thought Sexy-wise, because i definitely hotter. Oh, yeah. Answer both. <laughs> I'm definitely hotter as a person, but I am cooler. I think what what this did for me was is just ease, because it was a lot of like, it's in my way. It's in my face. Mm. I put it back in a ponytail. I take it out of the ponytail. But I noticed when I just put a little mousse in it and then top-bunned it, I didn't think about it all night. And I was like, oh, that's mm. kind of nice. I could just do that, and I don't have to really concern myself with it.
3: All right. Well, should we get to the bits then, y'all? We're all done with our, our catch ups.
0: Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. All right. Guess the order if you'd like to. Otherwise, Jared's going to
3: throw it out right here. Guess the order if you want to. There's a chance that you will get it right. There's a limited set of options for you to guess. So and give it man- your man- best shot. What,
0: what Amount do? of time. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> All right, we got no guesses, so our order this week is Rob Jared Bretts Rob Jared Brett. Rob Jared Brett. This week is Rob, Rob Jared
2: <clears throat> I'm going to start with a little bit of a one-liner idea I had. People say I destroyed that girl's pussy. I say I had to put her cat down. It's <laughs> not as sexy. <laughs> The, I think the message is similar.
0: I love it. I would like to hear the reaction of people like not understanding what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't get, they don't make the connection at all. You, like, how to go with uh, Lorraine last night. <laughs> like, I had to put her cat down. They're like, oh my God, why? <laughs> what did you have to do it? Do you know her cat? That one? You... Not oh, a sorry. vet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want I more... Want- saying in a sexy voice the things that you would say when you're putting an animal down. Like, I had to tell her niece that we sent it to a farm upstate. <laughs> I had a consultation
2: with a veterinarian, mm-hmm. and uh, we were running out of options. And
1: so...
0: <laughs> I saw this uh, Reddit comment once that went viral about how a lot of people don't stay in the room when you put an animal down, but... <laughs> These, you've, you're their entire lives, these pets. And to not be there in their final moments, it's just heartbreaking. They look around the room for you before they die. So please, be brave and stay with them in their final moments.
3: If you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, there is something funny about the specificity of what people really do go through when they're putting an animal down or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, we had to go in. The, the stomach was twisted. They, they can't. There's nothing you can do at that point. I had to put the cat down. Oh! High five, high five, high five. I crushed yeah. that pussy.
3: For a long time, I was worried about her cat's quality of life. And at a certain point, it just seemed like it would be a mercy.
2: <laughs> she was 15. She had a good... Uh, well, that's actually horrible. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> that
3: makes me like it more, bro. <laughs> Two thumbs up. I
2: approve. Thanks. I had another idea that wasn't really a joke at all, but it was just a curiosity of mine now that some time has passed. Jerry, maybe you'll appreciate this. It's, about, it's about Donald Trump. Because uh, now I see him just in interviews and stuff, like a year post-presidency. He just doesn't seem like... like you know how Like even George W. Bush, there was like like a veneration to him where it's like clearly the office changed him to some degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... You look at that guy's eyes and you can tell like, oh, he, you know, he saw some stuff and he had like the weight of the world on his shoulders. Donald Trump just like, he got like younger like, in office. Like he just coasted. <laughs> he was the least stressed out president we've ever had, ever. And I don't feel like he learned anything. Like I don't think he knows anything more about government now than he did before. He still talks like he's just like a grandpa in an armchair. I'm like... Don't you know some of these things? <laughs> Didn't anybody brief you on how the country works? It I mean, just, he was doing that crazy. while he was
3: president. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there were times when there, like a political podcast I listened to would talk about like his latest grievance and they would be like, you can go across the street and find that out. You know, like you can go ask. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ask.
3: You're the president. <laughs> you know, you have the authority.
2: <laughs> you don't have to say people are saying anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. You know who the people are. <clears throat>
3: Uh, I have either there's a lot about that observation that I jive with. The one thing that I don't is the fact that he's like somehow y- younger because what I see is mm-hmm. a, a person whose rambling has become worse and more doddering and less coherent. Whereas before there was some attachment, especially like in 2015, to actual grievances that regular Americans had. If you try to listen to the things that Donald Trump is saying right now. It's complete gobbledygook unless you already watch Fox News because mm, there are all I'm these sure. conspiracy theories. They don't make sense to a regular person. They they they're in the language of Fox News exclusively. You know what I mean? Um, but otherwise, I think that's completely spot on. Yeah. If you don't do any work, you can't get stressed out. Yeah, and and it it, it just made me
2: further wonder how shielded he was from the actual day to day like decision making of things mm-hmm. uh, because it think- just. or or maybe he's just a sociopath and he just, it never affected him, you know, like I think that that, one. Yeah.
0: Cause I mean, you you can't, if you, if you're just, if every time there's a briefing, you're just going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then in your own world, then of course you're not going to learn anything or be shaken or, or anything like that. Yeah. The briefings
3: from what I know, were all him being like, this is boring. I don't understand it. Can you shop it? Hey, you know, wrap it up, you know, like I don't understand this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, basically, that was it, you know. And the, yeah. the the presidential daily briefing went from being like this binder to being a one sheet, and then eventually the one sheet was mostly like pictures. pictures. Because oh, he was really? like, he yeah. literally was like, there's yeah. too many words on this, you
2: know? Which is, uh, that? yeah, I remember hearing about that, like what they had to go through in order to keep his attention during briefings. And I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. This guy does not I guess that's where I was leaning towards, like, d- does it, he even like let him in on the process? Of what's going on? Like, this is so insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All the other presidents, yeah, they leave like Barack Obama. How old was he?
3: he... dizzy by Nature says they aren't conspiracy theories, they're conspiracy hypotheses. They just don't mm. know the difference. Hey, everybody. <laughs> what a way to make
1: your entrance. Does
3: <laughs> But I also don't even know the difference there. Like it's cons- a you know, conspiracy theory and a conspiracy hypothesis.
0: Well, theory you know? is tested with data and hypothesis is literally just the first part of it. So the like, theory is, I think this is happening. All right, cool. <laughs> then it is.
3: <laughs> so a, a theory is something that you get at the end of the scientific method.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, there's a there's Theories that you know people are like that's just a theory, and you're like, well, there's a there's a really solid, strong mm-hmm. theories uh, that you know we're not going to consider a law yet just because it's just because it's a highly highly tested highly proven theory doesn't <clears throat> doesn't exclude it from that title in the scientific world mm-hmm. for sure
0: yeah, a hypothesis can, can be literally based off of nothing whereas i think a theory is more data based
2: so i'm looking up some ages bill clinton 46 years old when he came into the presidency george w bush 54 barack obama 47 and these guys all left you know with some serious aging scars and it looks like donald trump went to like denny's and then he came
0: out and he's <laughs> like (laughs) He's got a little grease on his face.
3: (laughs) Now you see that tracks with me better because when you finish eating like a big meal at Denny's, you are a little sluggish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: a little sluggish. A little. He took
3: a hit, but not like (laughs) not like Obama did. You know, (laughs) leaving Denny's
0: is perfect. I really like that. That's (laughs) very funny. Yeah. All right, great. He
3: just, you know, he's not. He's no worse for wear. He just feels grosser.
0: You know. uh cool. disney says uh first of all he says i nailed it um and then he <laughs> says gravity is also a theory because right. you know it's it's not n- nothing i mean nothing in science is necessarily proven it's just like proven so far
3: mm-hmm. right yeah, a little bit better and yeah. uh yeah, you can gravity. only prove something to mm-hmm. not be false yet i finished three body problem by the way it's part of a trilogy oh. i didn't know that
0: Ooh,
2: speaking yeah. of
3: gravity
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah spoiler um mm-hmm. Not really a spoiler uh did, what, did, what did you think of it jared
3: it's good it's really really yeah. good there were a couple quibbles that i have with it but uh on the whole two thumbs up very entertaining read can't wait to read and the second book
2: just to clarify one more time this is about how to successfully have threesome
3: with yes. your girlfriend without her getting upset that
2: is y- correct yep. yeah your uh,
3: body is one your girlfriend's body is the second body and the third body is the man or woman that you have introduced into your sexual experience known as
0: and- a unicorn Yes, that's correct. One of the quibbles that Jarrett has is that it would didn't work. Uh, i very <laughs> upset.
3: <laughs> I had real blue balls. I had a, a two-ball problem throughout reading the whole thing.
1: Uh, Anything else for, right. or,
3: for or from Rob Ryan?
2: I am good on my front.
1: Wahoo!
0: All right. Great stuff, Rob. Thanks for sharing with us. Next up, I think we have yeah
3: <laughs> okay so i have two things for you guys i have one thing that might be a tweet and uh, another longer bit that uh, i just wrote today actually i'm very pleased with well, it i like to
0: imagine that you've already tweeted this and you're like is this a-
3: <laughs> what is this i have not tweeted it yet i, I, was, I it. love the same thought i have food in my
2: mouth but i was like is this an instagram post or is this a tweet <laughs> well is it is it on twitter
3: <laughs>
1: Are uh, Have picture? I hit tweet yet? <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. It almost feels like an Eric Bergstrom joke, which is why I'm like, okay, we we'll Tell just, it like I, him. Tell it like him. I will definitely tell it like him. All right. The opposite of relaxed fit jeans is existential dread fit jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I like that. It. I love that joke.
0: Uh, I think it's a tweet, unless you can follow it up with a tag.
3: The the tag that I was thinking of, because there is a thing called distressed jeans, yeah, which true. I was debating between, which is funnier, distressed jeans or existential dread fit jeans.
2: Maybe the tag should say machine wash cold. Machine...
3: <laughs> is that a serious oh. suggestion? Well, no, I wasn't sure if that was a bit or not. Well, it's jeans. On the
2: tag so on the jeans.
3: That, it oh, okay. Got it. It took me know, a second,
0: too. <laughs>
2: i also was like what (laughs) i got confused i was
3: like what did i just say no
2: one's laughing nobody knows who said it everyone's like what What? What the
3: hell where did that come from i was like i thought i did a tag on jean's
2: joke did you smush i thought i said something
3: wrong so my so my only question here is is there room for distressed jeans somewhere in this joke uh, in a
2: relaxed fit gene, there is room, but if it <laughs> okay. was okay, oh <laughs> what?
1: Oh <my> I... <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Let's,
2: let's keep going with it. <laughs> well, distressed, I think, is less common or less, so definitely less known, maybe than the then relaxed, relaxed fit. fit. Okay. Plus, it's also not distressed fit, so it's just distressed, yeah. as in the the material and what it what it actually looks like um okay
0: what if you say the what well, sorry what was the second one the opposite of uh is the opposite
3: is, of relaxed fit jeans is existential dread fit jeans or or the opposite as of relaxed levi fit says genes.
0: rugged <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's really funny i like that all right not to spend too much time on this let's get to the meat and potatoes you ready oh i like that one we can talk yeah, about we, it more if you like no nah, no nah, nah, i'll just think it through i liked it all right yeah One of my favorite things about being in a relationship is that I don't feel like I need to look nice when I leave the apartment anymore. You know, I'm not trying to impress anybody. So now I leave the house looking like straight trash 100% of the time. No shave, no shower, food stains everywhere. The only time I try to look presentable when I leave the house is when I go pick up drugs from my drug dealer. Because I don't want my drug dealer to think that I'm ruining my life with his drugs. I don't need him to have a crisis of conscience the next time I try to go pick up mushrooms. Like, are you sure you want to buy these, dude? Things going okay <laughs> at work, at home?
0: I think you got some growing of the pizza stain on your shirt.
3: Yeah. Next time I try to buy, he tells me to meet him at a rehab center. instead. <laughs> and that's my bits. When he has Sorry,
0: I, I didn't mean to cut off the no, okay. last part of the joke.
3: I was pausing because I was trying to figure out a way to connect that tag that I had. Mm. I was like, is there... "Is there okay?" So then when you tagged <laughs> it, I was like, "Oh, yeah. now it just seems like I'm riffing." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Any uh, thoughts, y'all?
0: Um, yeah, I think uh, that is very funny. What other things do jeans do?
3: We want to play pockets. with the other jokes some more. Right? Pockets. <laughs>
2: You know, I you're you're reminding me of the other joke that you were talking about when about uh, impressing
3: women. No, no, not having. What was the joke? Not They're having similar. to talk to women because yeah. I'm in a relationship. Whereas when I was single, I felt like I had to go talk to a woman after I was attracted to her. Otherwise yeah. I was being a little weenie about not going to talk to the girl. Right, right, But now I'm being a hero by not talking to a girl.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking if if that joke needed a home, you know, you, you kind of done a lot of the heavy lifting already as far as the premise is concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's always a nice thing when you don't have to like reestablish a premise. So you could just, it's like all part of the same
3: chunk. Mm-hmm. Chunk. It's a technical term that comedians use. <laughs> it means before you do a bit, you go, first you gotta do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. That's deep, deep cut, cut. Goonies. <laughs> goonies google it <laughs>
0: um i think that uh, this is a very relatable bit for me so uh, th- that's that's all i can really say is is that um i definitely have like stopped being good about like making sure i look good when i leave the house because i'm like the only person that matters is in my house and she doesn't care <laughs> Like, I mean actually it's one of the worst things about Lydia. She's like always like, "You look so handsome." And I'm like, "I look terrible." And now mm-hmm. I have no motivation to not look terrible. That's <laughs> just what
3: happens when people love you, you know? Like I'm sitting there. Person <laughs> had a work drinks last night. She looked amazing. And I was in gray workout sh- shorts and a t-shirt that was too big for me that says, "My dog and I talk trash about you." <laughs> She came home and she was like, oh, God, look at you. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that
2: when, you know, does that ever come home to roost? Maybe is the expression like like you're not caring to go out. But then what happens? You know, I mean, you kind of already answered it in a very sweet and genuine way. But is there a joke version of like. But what am I giving to my fiance like when I do mm. come home? You know, has that um, insta- or maybe it's like, what is it that what has w- where has the anxiety levels actually gone up? You know, maybe you don't take care of yourself now, but is there other aspects of the thing like now it's just I want to make sure the apartment's clean for when she comes home. Mm. I just have to make sure I did it. Something, mm. something that balances the. I don't have to care about what I look like when I go out,
3: but I do have to X Y Z. Make I'm not sure, sure I get drugs. <laughs> Well, here's my question is because the thing that I that I think is super funny about this is trying to not worry your drug dealer.
1: Yeah. You that's know, right.
3: uh, and so I'm wondering, like, is that too big of a leap between what I like about being in a relationship and uh, not having to worry about my drug dealer? I think that there's like a really funny connective tissue there, but I'm also worried that if I start that joke, the audience is going to be like, oh, this is going to be a joke about how, mm-hmm. you know, you're not looking good for your fiance or you know, like you see somebody out on the street, and you look like trash or something like that. What uh, if
0: you're like, but now my drug dealer thinks I'm trying to fuck him?
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. I guess that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my, you know, you know, this is a, an odd critique, but but it it because of the hard pivot, it mm-hmm. almost kind of it's starting to remind me more of like the way s- the way certain late night jokes go. Where it's like, mm. I don't care what the intro is, we're eventually going to be like, but Donald Trump, blah, blah, you know, where it's just like this hard pivot back to this thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, almost as if, exactly as you said, you do have a lot of uh, uh, drug jokes. And so here you have this relationship thing, and
3: then it's like, back to the drug dealer again. Back to drugs. <laughs> no like, way, oh, back to again. drugs. Yeah, maybe this would be cleaner if I just left out the part about being in a relationship, and I was just like, you know, I, even before I was in a relationship, I never used to care what it looked like when I left the house. Uh, I do like the reason that you got there, and, and it could be the placement of this joke with the thing that you already
2: mentioned with the relationship, like I said, that can do a lot of heavy lifting for you already. You're like, yeah, even my personal hygiene, like, you know, because I'm in this thing, it's that, then you're already, like, halfway through the setup, and that's not even close to true, right? I mean, like... Has that ever even yeah, like I don't know. remotely
3: happened? The moral foundation <laughs> of uh, drug dealers, probably not high, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, is there any self-consciousness
2: on your So, Okay, so here's another weird kind of thing. You're almost like morally concerned that he's going to be morally concerned, which I find interesting. Hmm. Are you, it, it, it Could it come from a place of almost like embarrassment? Like... There's something funny to be that like that you almost be like I'm not I'm not like <laughs> like on the street like I have a I live yeah, yeah. over there I meet you here but I live I, over yeah. there
3: I, I'm I'm doing I'm, pretty good I'm doing pre- yeah, <laughs> yeah I sure, live on whatever. the fifteenth floor
2: thank you very okay, much okay man whatever buddy I don't <laughs> give a shit like oh, that always makes me laugh more it's like I don't care no no, no just so you know. This isn't like a problem.
3: Mm-hmm. I pay rent and I yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. I have like 20 dates on the books already, man. Don't you worry <laughs> about me, pal. And I'm on time. <laughs> no, for me it was more like I don't want him to not sell me the drugs. You know? Mm. Like I'm not worried that he's going to think that I'm a, you know, a piece of shit. I'm worried that he's going to have a crisis of conscience and think I shouldn't sell this person <laughs> well, drugs. I need to make well, that more
2: clear then, I guess. Yeah, but now I have a logic issue with that. I mean, I could understand a a bartender having a legal responsibility to cut you off, Mm -hmm. but a drug dealer, (laughs) does a drug dealer have any legal, moral, ethical, or any responsibility? Be
3: like, I don't know, buddy. That is true, but I, I also think that's what I like about it is that I'm creating <laughs> a character of a of like a caring mm. drug dealer. Well, then it's like it, it, I'm going to argue that it might go one step too far for me, or mm. I'm just like
2: I'm like I have to assume that you're doing this thing that you look bad enough to be this thing, and then I have to assume that this guy has got a certain moral you know propensity to not even want to do this thing, and the only reason it makes you upset because you might not have to get the drugs, which by the way are total like non-starter drugs and we're talking about weed maybe some psychedelics you know it's not Mm -hmm. even like you're talking about
0: heroin
3: usually doesn't destroy your life yeah sorry yeah
0: (laughs) i have two ideas one is that in the earlier uh and you said i know you you mentioned that how your drug dealer is the person who got you through the pandemic right
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you have that bit so uh
0: if you mention like and part of that is because he like checks in with me then they could just be a total callback like you can then blow out that he's this compassionate uh, drug dealer or something Ooh, like that. That's really um, funny. The other thing is that you're afraid that he might suggest harder drugs after looking at your sh- sweatshirt.
3: Ooh, that's funny. Okay,
0: that He might be like, oh, are you sure you just want some weed, man? You, you're kind of dressed a little bit more meth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you look like one of my heroin customers. This is why yeah. I got confused. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah, funny. Well, you know what's funny? I was,
2: the reason I was asking about the veracity of this was not to like cut Down the joke in any way. It was to maybe suggest that you take an entirely different approach instead of the I wonder if blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You just say this thing did happen. But I just thought it was a little bit too big of a leap for the Mm -hmm. drug dealer to be like, so I went like, it was so bad. I went to my drug dealer one day and he said Mm XYZ. But Brett's new line actually solves that for me, which I think would be very funny. But it's like, I got so bad, I went to my drug dealer one day and was selling me weed. He was like, "Would you like meth?" I'm like, "No,
3: I just I'm fine." I don't
2: know. You look, I'm happy. <laughs> it's
3: just... Well, that's the thing that I I like about it, and I'm you know I know I know I'm arguing. It's like basically like trying to explain to the audience why they should have laughed at a joke. You know, like to me, it's so funny that even if we do have this idea in our head of the non compassionate drug dealer that I would look so bad that they would start to question their life choices, Mm. you know, like I shouldn't be doing this if it's doing that to a person, you know, right. Um, but again, if that's too big of a stretch, if it breaks it, then, then I gotta well, get what back if that's in the step studio. two?
0: What if step one is that he offers you a harder drug and then you're mm-hmm. like, wow, can my appearance actually affect him that much? Ooh, like, what okay. would I have to do to make him start feeling bad about what he's selling? How would I have to <laughs> show up? He's like missing teeth and stuff where he's like, ah, I don't think I can actually sell <laughs> you anything.
2: Yeah. I guess it's just the, it's the thought on top of the thought on top of the thought. Cause like you're worried that he's worried about, the- I'm just like, yeah, that that's just a whole play that you've come up with. Actually, the uh, thought on
0: top of the thought on top
3: of the thought is the three-body problem about the three.
2: <laughs> That's the thought on top of the thought on top yeah, of the yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. That's, that idea makes me laugh just by itself because it's like, it's just three thoughts. And usually <laughs> you would have at least one non-thought in there, you know?
1: <laughs> just that's all why we're all
3: unicorns a, together. No, that's why it's such you know? a problem.
2: <laughs> otherwise it would...
3: it's like they, they forgot to keep track they were at the club you know they're like drinking bottles of champagne all of a sudden the lights came on and they were the only three thoughts left and they were like well i guess should we just fuck each other i don't know <laughs>
0: or maybe they all think they're the unicorn and they just keep asking questions like so how long have you two been together <laughs> and for whatever reason they're just like what are you talking about and, uh, anyways well yeah how did you guys meet <laughs> i met tonight
2: that's how a unicorn was made it was like a horse a hippo and a rhino and they're like what do we
0: do should we fuck i don't
3: even know let unicorn? It's
0: just fuse
3: <laughs> oh god my cheeks hurt all right thanks so much unless there are any thoughts other thoughts Marley. guys excellent um, notes very much i do i just it. want
0: to say that i it is a very relatable thing for me i mean i i I have had the thought of like, isn't it funny that I am just like seeing this girl that I love every, every day and just wearing sweatpants and stuff. But when I'm like, Ooh, I got to go to the grocery store. Better, better comb my hair, better (laughs) trim my beard and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I just, I I think that that is a a weird thing that, that is definitely, uh, taken note for me.
3: All right. I'll see if I can flush that part out a little bit.
0: Last night, uh, Lee said, she was like, she's like, you're so handsome. And this is right before bed. And I just stared at her and I went, I need antacids and laugh.
3: <laughs> Ooh, been there, been there. Stop, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's it for this bit. Thank you very much. Next up, we got All right. Brett Druck. Before we get to that, just want to remind what? everybody to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash ITAPod. hottest Patreon on the block. This is the Patreon that everybody wants to fuck. It has got the best exclusive content, additional episodes. We got us playing kids on bike. We got the sleepover. We got at the movies, talking about the Matrix. We've got additional tiers at higher levels, but you can join for a little as a dollar a month. All the live shows are on there, patreon.com slash ITAPod. And next day, Rob's looking it up right now. Patreon.com slash ITAPod. And next up, we got a bread book. I will say uh,
0: I, one of my favorite things to do, for, I think, from our first Patreon episode is to say to Lidi, watch your feet. So <laughs> if you are a Patreon member, you know what that is about. Uh, that was the first high writing
3: challenge. But not first first high writing challenge, that's right. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes. Um, yeah. But it still makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, and yeah. We, we talked about how Magawa uh, passed away, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
0: mm. yeah. Very sad. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, this is a real quick one. Whenever somebody says to me, fun fact, uh, rarely when they're done talking do I go, wow, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> While you were telling me that, I was thinking, man, I'm having fun.
3: Like a roller coaster. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that that, that house was built in the 15th century? Woo!
3: <laughs> was that your planned tag, Brent? And then I just, no, said, I just made like, that roller- up. Oh, okay. I made that up right now. Oh, great. I was worried, that I... Uh, <laughs>
2: I jumped on it. Uh, I like the idea of of being like, hey, hey, Bill, just tell him what you just told me about giraffes. Don't tell him. This is going to
0: be fun. This is filled on. I, wa- I want you to hear this too. Put down his uh, his arm guard or whatever they called on roller coasters, the safety bar <laughs> before, before you tell him.
2: Cause... You're going to want to strap in for this one. <laughs> yeah. This oh, was God. fun.
3: My heart's going like a mile a minute after hearing that. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. Remember last night about the historic, uh, of castles? God, that was,
0: ah, man,
2: that was fun.
0: Wish I was still young enough to find that out. (laughs) I've never woken up like, just like, Oh my God. Oh, last (laughs) night I just learned the funnest facts. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, It was too fun. Oh my
2: God. Did, did you? Did you tell me last night that bees attack other bee colonies? Did, you, did that happen? Oh, God.
3: Whoa, what, about what, this? Night. what about this? Hey, you want to hear fun facts? Oh, I don't know. I'm 42. I already had three fun facts already. If I have one more, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get to the gym in the morning. You know? <laughs> Remember when you were young and you'd get like 20 fun facts, like all in one night, you know? <laughs> Just bam, 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 and then wake up, take a nap, and you can go to work still, you know? Uh, Hey, you want to hear
0: a fun fact? I don't know. I think my college days are past me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just want to point out that I I love this joke idea and concept. And for my money, I want to hear so many fun facts throughout the course of this. Like that's really what I was realizing while we're talking this.
0: I was like, I need to have, I just need to look up more fun facts that are not fun at all. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Whether I hear the whole thing or half of the thing, whatever. Like, Hey, did you know that you're like, I don't, do you know that African swatly, I can't, I, (laughs) Uh, I'm 42, man. I can't, I couldn't possibly right now. Thank you, though. Thank you.
3: What if somebody told you half of a fun fact, but they didn't tell you the fun part yet? And you just like either lose your mind like a drug addict who needs to get their fix, or it's like you, you know, like the, the sexual tension has been built so much that you just become like an animal. You know what I mean? I don't have a good act out for that, but those are just ideas. Oh, so
0: so almost was. like I would react to it like I'm I'm like a sex-crazed person at a sex party, like that's the the fun for me when they're telling the fun facts, is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, but it's more like edging, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they don't tell you the fun part yet. <laughs> oh, okay. You know? I like they're, the like, they're like did you know that bees I'm like
1: oh,
0: Okay, 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 go go go. You
3: know that after after different ant colonies go to war with each other,
1: <laughs> don't, uh, tell
3: huh? don't tell me yet. Don't tell me. Yet. <laughs> uh. I like I like the
2: idea of you're going out. You tell your you tell your girlfriend, your wife, you know that it's just gonna be a normal night, and you're just checking in. You're like, hey, baby, yeah, we're just hanging out. do You know, most elephants weigh less than the
3: tongue of a blue whale, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are doing fun facts. I thought it was going to be just chill. Hanging I, out
2: with no, poker. no, it's it's just super <laughs> key laid back. Seahorses are monogamous and made for life. Guys, what the fuck are you doing?
3: <laughs> sounds like you guys are doing a bunch of fun facts over it there. It sounds like
2: you're having a lot <laughs> of fun <laughs> facts Aaron, over there.
3: Aaron brought some fun facts over, but just for him. Like, the only
2: for him. I'm not even participating. I don't even, I won't even He's remember these fun facts. I don't even know. I'm not enjoying them. I think they're just regular facts, honestly. I can't wait to get home. <laughs>
3: Maybe you know you have the funnest facts. I
1: can't wait to get home and we just tell each other fun facts. You know?
2: yeah, so, guys, fun fact I'm getting a divorce. That's all. <laughs> Hope you're happy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good fun fact, buddy! Wow! Wow!
1: Ow, Fun fact! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just do a line and just, oh, that's another one. Just do a bump of Coke and then have another fun fact. Dude, I love this concept so much. This is like so up my alley. I think it's great.
0: Uh, it, it feels a little bit today. Like when, when you mention that somebody has been me too, it's kind of like in the vein of a fun fact. Like when you mess with somebody's like, Oh, you know, you, you've, uh, you made Firefly Joss Whedon, a great, great writer. Me too, though. You know, I'm <laughs> oh, me too.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, that's coming up so much more often. It's just like, I don't even know how yeah. to, how to like. What do I even do in those little moments? I'm like, oh, did you ever see, you know, I just mentioned some 1993 film. And then it's just like this quick, there's like a game in order to find whoever was involved with that film, either director, writer, actor, producer, and then like point out the worst thing they ever did in their lives. And I'm like, Yeah, I was just going to say there, there was a line that I like from that movie. But yeah I, yeah, I guess that's true. He cheated on his wife. Um,
0: I think it's called s- Six Degrees of, of Kevin Bacon Grab Somebody's Ass.
3: <laughs> 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 I was so, going to say, uh, I did this on an episode recently when we were talking about uh, Louis C.K., I think, maybe. Mm. Where you, just, you just drop a canceled yep, in there. Maybe. Just so people know, we're acknowledging it. <laughs> we're acknowledging it. We're talking about yep. something else, though. You know, uh, you guys ever see Firefly? Cancelled. Uh, <laughs> well, it makes it sound like it's about the TV show and not the person. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a. So there that, that might be a joke in there, I think.
3: Firefly is can- was canceled. Yeah. This was canceled.
0: Yeah. Firefly canceled. Uh, the writer and the right. show.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Like- uh, Fox really ahead of their time canceling Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a tweet. That's there yeah. You go. <laughs>
2: There's something too, the idea that you just can't casually bring something up without, you know, mentioning all the. I'm aware of. I I, I did do this the other night. I was just trying to tell I was trying to tell a Louis C.K. joke because it just so perfectly came up. And I actually just to avoid the whole fucking shit show. I was just like some comic. One time said this and I was like, I just need you to know the joke. It's great, but I don't need the fucking conversation on the side at the end of it all. I said, just so you know, it was Lee I knew who it was.
3: And they're like, oh, did you know he would?
2: I'm like, yes, yes, of course.
3: I love that. It's like, um, this, I forget what comic said this, but he was like, he was like the other day I was making <laughs> yeah, exactly. chocolate cake for my kids. That I like don't know no who said it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know who it was. Uh, Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, there like one project that's like the most canceled project of all time? Like a ooh, Harvey Weinstein film juicy. starring uh, Kevin Spacey, Spacey. yeah. Written by Joss Whedon. With the like dream that. team, it'll
2: it be. Really a, here's the thing it'll be a fucking fire film. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that is whatever this movie is. It's gonna be excellent because Directed Weinstein by Woody came Allen. out with bangers. <laughs> Woody <laughs> yeah. Allen's an excellent director, Kevin Spacey is a fantastic actor.
0: <laughs> Scored Josh by Michael Jackson, great writer. Yep, <laughs>
2: just <Josh laughs> a great writer. This is gonna be the best, worst film you'd never see.
0: Oh, wait. well, now we got a tweet for Rob. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is kind of my up, up my alley of uh, of like, eh, what am I dancing on here? What's the yeah. line here? What am I dancing on? Is it the
3: nice? I don't know. Whatever. No. <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: It is to the point where it's like, you, if you're telling a story or something like that, you just uh, if you don't know, you're talking about a film or something, you just kind of leave a pause for anybody to interject. You know, who's <laughs> been canceled in there? <laughs> yeah, I was watching The Godfather uh, the other day. Anyways, it's that one scene. It's amazing. It's
2: Robert De Niro. You're like, ah,
0: goddammit. I gave you a pause.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like the little research team. It's like, we got nothing, sir.
0: They give you a thumbs up to go ahead with the story.
2: We got to nail
3: this motherfucker. We have to interrupt this story. It would be funny if it was like they missed the big obvious one, you know? Like, uh, (laughs) oh, there's got to be. Yeah, I'm sure that has
2: happened where... Yeah, they go for the the smaller fish to fry.
3: What if they're like trying to say, tell a story about Eddie Murphy and then it completely checks out? Everyone's like, yeah, no, Eddie Murphy's good. Eddie Murphy's good? All right. And then you tell the joke where he drops all the F-bombs.
1: <laughs> it, you know? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, now we all have new bits to work on uh, <laughs> from that bit. Love it. Yeah, great. Uh, all right, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, good feedback. I'm excited about that joke. Um, and uh, I think now, since we have no lady today. Outro, outro.
3: there. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved, like an episode, share, comment, subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash itapod. We have a ton of awesome exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.